What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we are talking about five players that are overdoing what I believe they're going to be continue to do the, the rest of the season and that you can sell high. These players you can get for more value than uh, what they are doing right now. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are talking about five players that I think are sell-high candidates for fantasy basketball after the first two weeks of the season are in the books. If you haven't checked it out already, uh, I've done a buy low show as well, which was up yesterday or, um, you know, whenever you couple days ago to whenever you are choosing to view this uh, podcast or uh, video. So go and check that one out. Today we're talking about five players that are sell high candidates and uh, what I believe they should be doing for the rest of the season, what kind of value uh, they should be doing um, after today's show what they're currently putting up, and maybe what you can look for in a trade and why I believe they are overdoing um, my expectations for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, that's going to be the show. Let's get stuck into it. Starting off with a couple of all-time favorites here at the Ball Boys. Uh, my favorite punching bags here, Tobias Harris. All right, let's go. Let's shit on Tobias Harris for a third year in a row. But he is, you know, as always... He starts the year very, very strong. And I wasn't as sort of down on Tobias Harris compared to where he was getting drafted in leagues this year than I have been in prior seasons. The ADP kind of, you know, fell back down to where I sort of was happy to draft him. But he is cooking to start the season. And I don't know what it is about this guy, but he loves getting steals in the first several, first few weeks of the NBA season. 
And he's doing it again this season. So, so far, he is the 24th ranked player in nine category leagues or nine category rankings. He's the 58th in Yahoo points leagues and 32nd in minus one rankings. He is uh, averaging at the moment uh, 36 minutes per game, 19.7 points, 1.3 threes, six rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks. And here are the big ones, uh, shooting 63% from the field and 85.7% from the free throw line. So, a couple of things we immediately look at here. 1.3 steals. He's never averaged over a steal per game. That is going to come down to 0.9 at least. Sometimes it can be even lower. 0.7 blocks. It's not super high, but it could drop down to 0.5, 0.6. Again, a little bit there. The biggest thing here, though, is the 63% from the field. Last season, he averaged 50%. The year before, he averaged 48 The year before that, he was 51 So he is a relatively efficient shooter, but he is by no means this efficient of a shooter. In terms of his usage, he is putting up the exact same usage as what he did last season, 18% versus 18.6% currently. So the usage is exactly the same. But the uh, field goal percentage is through the roof. So last year, he averaged 14.7 points per game. He's whacked on an extra five points per game on top of that. He is also getting to the free throw line a hell of a lot more. Um, So shooting 85.7%, which is not too high from a percentage point of view, but from a free throw attempt point of view, that is quite high. He's averaging 4.7 versus 1.7 last year and 2.8 the year before. Now, James Harden is gone from this team. So I do believe that his free throw attempt rate will be higher than the 1.7 last year. But I believe it's probably more closer to that 2.8 than he, that he was the season prior or the 3.3 the a year prior than that. Because the 2.8 the year prior to that was also with um, the majority of the season without James Harden. So the 4.7 attempts on really good percentage is not going to be something that continues. All of this will drop his points down he averaged 14.7 points per game last year. I think he'll be closer to sort of that this season again. Maybe a little bit higher, 15 and a half, you can maybe expect. So again, we drop maybe, what's that, four points per game. The steals come back down by 0.4. The field goal percentage goes from 53 to basically 50%. And the free throw volume comes back down again. And he is someone that is fine. He should be, again, he... he I keep saying again, and it's a habit I've got to break. But anyway, he is someone that in my projections, and I've always um, said this, he projects a lot better when you're talking about nine category projections. If you are talking about minus one projections, he is someone that to me is not really worthwhile uh, or not really someone I expect to be a top 100 player in that type of uh, way of looking at things, which is how I like to look at things for a fantasy basketball head-to-head category view. So if I look at my projections for Tobias Harris, I have him at 114th for the season um, and 78th for nine categories. So those two things can exist in the exact same player. So he is a top 80 player. If you're going by nine category rankings, the turnovers, the even distribution of all his stats lend himself to that kind of a ranking. But he is outside the top 100 when it comes to minus one, when you're considering things like punting, if you're downweighting the value of turnovers, he is someone that all in all probably lands at about the 90 to 100 rank range. And if you can get someone who's top 50 uh, for a Tobias Harris top 60, I would definitely do that because I think that this will all come back to earth and uh, the percentages will start to come back down. And for whatever reason, this man just loves getting steals early in the season. So if he gets a lot of steals now, 
you probably from here after the first month of the season, he'll probably average like 0.6 steals per game because um, it'll all end up in the wash, as it seems to do for Tobias Harris every single year. Let's go to the next guy who was another. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The player that I am usually quite critical of, and it is Russell Westbrook. Now, he has actually been really good so far this season, and he was better once he got to the Clippers last season. Currently, he is ranked the 55th player in nine category leagues, 38th in Yahoo Points leagues, 39th in minus one leagues. So, the big thing here that we need to think about here is um, that James Harden has obviously arrived on this team. They've played one game together, and so far, Russell Westbrook put up in that game 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, no steals, no blocks. Did it efficiently from the field. Didn't attempt a free throw, which doesn't hurt you from that. So, it played 31 minutes. So, a lot of people might be looking at that and thinking, okay, that's not too bad. It's only one game. James Harden's here. Still played over 31 minutes. Excellent. Let's keep it going. But... I do think that this will not be very good for his fantasy value. They obviously lost this game, 97 to 111 against the Knicks. And he, prior to that, was putting up some really big numbers on the back of some big minutes. The game before, he played 44 minutes, 24, 11, 8, and 4 steals. He's also had a 5-steal game in there. He is not a steals player. So on this season, he is averaging... Uh, 1.8 steals per game. That will definitely not happen. The past three seasons, he averaged 1.9 and 1.4 steals per game. So uh, I feel very confident that the 1.8 steals will definitely come down. I do believe that his field goal percentage is improved in uh, at the Clippers. So as a guy who was really draining your field goal percentage in previous seasons in, in different situations, I do think that it is better here. Now, is he going to continue to shoot 53% from the field? Absolutely not. He will probably settle in more at that sort of 46 47% from the field. Um, and he's not getting as many free throw attempts, which is a good thing for his value uh, because he's a bad free throw shooter. But all in all, the arrival of James Harden will hurt him the most, in my opinion, because he relies a lot on his usage, getting a lot of points and assists. And we know that those steals and percentages are going to come down from the hot start that he has had. In terms of a points league, I still think he's sort of like a top 100-ish kind of a player when it comes to a points league value on a Yahoo side of things, uh, at least ESPN a little bit lower. But I do think that he is someone that He's probably, with everything said and done, outside the top 120 when it comes to minus one and nine category rankings. Better than someone that is not useful at all in fantasy rosters that should be dropped. I don't think he's a drop, but I do think that if you can sell high, especially in a points league where his value is always seeming to be very high, uh, but in a category league where people obviously 
they gush over Westbrook, and he has looked better, and he, he looked better when he was in the Clippers last year. But again, try to make sure we factor in the James Harden trade for him. So he is, to me, a clear sell high. If I could get anyone uh, top 80, top 75, I would definitely do that for Russell Westbrook. Let's go to the next guy here, and it is Scotty Barnes. Now, I, again, I'm trying to be up front, and I... I've tweeted this a couple of times already, but I have been too low on Scotty Barnes. I was critical of him. I thought that him, uh, we weren't taking into account the impact of a Pascal, no, sorry, not Pascal, Siakam. Uh, uh, um, bloody hell, mixing my words up. Yucca Pirtle. We weren't taking into effect the Yucca Pirtle uh, addition from last season where his rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage all dropped after Yucca Pirtle arrived to this team. But I was wrong. I was definitely too low. I had him on my bust videos, and he clearly is anything but a bust. He is someone that is actually probably a bit of a sleeper, much to my surprise for him uh, this season. So I got that one wrong. I'm ready to admit that. From what I've seen so far, I don't think that he is going to be a bust at all. Uh, Definitely, definitely do not think that. But with all that being said... He currently is essentially a first-round player so far this season. He is ranked 13th in nine category leagues. He's top 10. He's at eight on Yahoo Points League, and he is ranked 11th in minus one rankings. Do we expect him to continue to go at this level? No, absolutely not, because there are a few things that need to scale back here. He definitely is seeing a higher uh, percentage of the usage on this team, and he definitely looks like the guy that they are going to be building around moving forward. So I don't have much of an issue in terms of his scoring and his uh, usage moving forward. I think him averaging 21, 22 points per game is not unrealistic. Uh, Him doing it on... 51.3%. It might be a little bit high, but it's not crazy to expect that to continue as well. What I am thinking is going to drop away is he is not going to average 2.1 blocks per game. That is just not going to happen for Scotty Barnes. The previous two seasons, he averaged 0.8 and 0.7 blocks per game. Again, these uh, low volume categories are highly, they fluctuate a lot when it comes to early season uh, sample size. He's had a game where he started the year off with a five block game. He also just had a three block game in an overtime. I want to say that was, was that an overtime game? Uh, yeah, I believe that was an overtime overtime game where he played 42 minutes as well. His minutes are also extremely, extremely high. I do think that they will remain high, but 36 and a half minutes... Uh, actually, you know what? That's not too bad. I, I do think that there is obviously a lot of things that is going to continue, but the 2.1 blocks, he's also averaging 9.9 rebounds. Now, last year, he dropped down his rebounds once Jakob Pertl was there, and clearly that's not going to be something that continues. In his rookie season, he averaged 7.5 in 35 minutes, and last year averaged 6.6 rebounds. So, again, 9.9 rebounds, while I think he could be an improved rebounder, I think 9.9 is a bit rich to expect. Um, I believe he's probably closer to an 8 rebounds per game kind of a player. And when you're at the top of the, you know, the fantasy basketball tree, Going from 2.1 blocks to maybe 1.1, 1.2 blocks per game, uh, 10 rebounds to 8 rebounds. And I think his 3-point uh, volume, 2.33s on the season, was probably going to be down closer to one and a half threes per game. So those three categories I can easily see falling away. Still going to be a very valuable player, and I believe that he has the potential to be a top 30, maybe even a top 25 player this season. 
But if you can get someone who is a guaranteed top 20 value this season, and I'm not talking players with injury risks and things like that, but if you can get someone like, uh, who's an example here? Let's, let's maybe have a look at some of the examples. If you can get someone like, maybe there's another a player that's a bit of a buy low candidate. If you can get someone... Sorry, I should have had this better prepared. If you can get someone like a hmm, Kevin Durant or someone like a Damian Lillard, if you can get someone like a Devin, oh, Devin Booker's got a few injury risks and things like that, a Luka Doncic, if you can get a Giannis or someone of those types of players, then I would pull the trigger. He is obviously a very, very talented player. I think that he has a good chance at winning most improved this season. And like I said at the top here, I was wrong on Scotty Barnes. Uh, It didn't take me long to come around to that. But it is also very important that we do not expect this level of production from him uh, moving forward. Although I do think he's going to be very, very good. And him averaging 22 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, uh, 1.5 steals, and 1.3 blocks on 50% and 77% from the free throw line. Uh, That's not unexpected. I think that that is something that he could easily do. But again, that probably doesn't get him to top 15 numbers. It's more likely to be top 30, top 25 because of his deficiencies in other areas. But uh, really, really valuable player. And obviously, if you got him, like I did, I've got him in two of my leagues this year, you'd be very, very happy. And he is definitely helping a lot of my fantasy teams, or both those fantasy teams uh, so far this season. Let's talk about Cam Thomas. And this one, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are, my listeners and things like that, but I have seen a lot of thoughts out there in the NBA and in the uh, fantasy basketball landscape about Cam Thomas. And there's some wild fluctuations between opinions and I have been on the record in previous seasons to be, I guess what you could call a bit of a Cam Thomas hater. I was quite quick. It maybe took me two games to jump on the Cam Thomas as a must-add player, but after I saw him put up uh, numbers in the starting lineup uh, when he started against Dallas in Game 2, I labeled him a must-add player, and he is basically added everywhere, which is exactly what he should be. But so far in the season, he is the 26th ranked player in nine category leagues. He's the 19th ranked player from... Uh, Yahoo points leagues, and he's the 40th ranked player for minus one. For a player that not many of us were drafting at all, um, or at least not taking him outside of a late round flyer, he has gone absolutely berserk this season. He is averaging uh, a huge amount of shots so far this season. He's averaging 27 uh, points, sorry, no, he is averaging, in fact, 28.7 points per game. He's averaging 2.4 threes, 4 rebounds, 2.4 assists, a steal, 0.7 blocks, 48.3% from the field uh, on 21.6% uh, 21.6 uh, field goal attempts, 84.4% from the free throw line, and doing that on 6.4 attempts, and only 1.1 turnovers as well. So he's getting up his shots. A couple of things. from the field is, I think, a little bit misrepresentative of what you're going to expect from him. He has had three games to start the season where he shot 62%, 63%, and 59%. He then followed up with two games after that, shooting 21%, 33%, and even the next game he shot 46%, and then his most recent game he shot 51.5%. Those are extremely wild swings from uh, percentages, and it is difficult to to figure out where he's going to settle in. 
In the past, he's been more of a 43 44% guy. He looks much improved. So I think he's going to settle in more at that 46 to 47% range, which is not a huge far cry from his 48% uh, from the field at the moment. But the thing is with him is that when he doesn't shoot well from the field, his value is very limited. And right now, obviously, you'd if you're trying to sell high, it's a great time to do it because he just put up 45 points, hitting six threes. He's had four games this season where he scored over 30 points on the year and another game where he scored 27 points. But if you look at the games where he didn't go off and didn't shoot efficiently, 13, 2, 1. He had three steals in there, which is not going to continue. Uh, and then the other game where he had 17, 5, and 4. They're okay, and it's definitely someone that I do believe he's a top 100 player. I do actually think that he's more likely to be a top 90 player. But for him to be ranked the top 30, top 50 when it comes to minus one ranking, I think is not sustainable because, again, not that, um, you know, Cam Johnson's going to be, you know, this guy that comes in and says, look out, boys, I'm back in. He will take a a few shots away from him. You've got Nicholas Claxton who's going to come in. Again, it's not going to directly impact Cam Thomas, but if Nicholas Nicholas Claxton comes in, you see someone like a Dorian Finney-Smith move to the bench, and you're going to have another shooter coming off the bench, and they might prefer to go with a player like that. So there are a few guys that aren't like for like with Cam Thomas, but they will impact his playing time, and they will impact his usage when those guys are healthy. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback for this kind of a guy. I've seen people say that he's an all-star. He's he's going to continue. There's no reason he can't win the scoring title this season, which I think is absolutely wild. Um, he's a great scorer, and he can do that. But I just think we also need to remember that Cam Thomas is not a proven NBA star. He is not someone that has the green light like this or hasn't had the green light like this any time before now. He is doing it now with players out. And even if he continues with that green light and still keeps up that usage at 32%, which is the same as a lot of other NBA stars, if he just falls off a little bit in his efficiency, it will bring his value coming crashing down. He's also averaging one steal per game. Uh, typically, he's more of like a 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 steals per game guy. And again, when the field goal percentage comes down, the threes come down, the scoring comes down as well. So in my uh, evaluation of Cam Thomas, where do I have him ranked for my projections moving forward? Cam Thomas, where are you? He is in my projections. Uh, I have him top 75 for nine category rankings, top 85 for minus one rankings, and I've got him averaging, uh, you know, basically 25 points per game. So if you can get him for a top 50 player, I would be doing it and I'd be pulling the trigger. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that, but you might because a lot of people are really drawn to the scoring. He just put up 45 points. If I could sell him for someone like a Zach Levine who was on the Buy Low show, I would do that 10 times out of a 10 because I am so much more confident in what Zach Levine has done and will continue to do than I am with a Cam Thomas, despite so far in the season, they are looking like total opposites. But if I could make that kind of a trade, I would do that moving forward, um, just because at any point, I don't know if I can comfortably rely on this continuing moving forward. But obviously, 
Great player. If you picked him off the waiver wire, I managed to get him in a 14-team league, and it is looking beautiful. Uh, absolutely a must roster player. I don't think he should be on any... He probably isn't on any waiver wires, but again, just don't expect this moving forward. Uh, but let me know down in the comment section, what do you expect from Cam Thomas moving forward? Do you think he's going to be just continuing to do this and averaging 28, 29 points per game for the entire season? Or do you think he comes back down to earth a little bit and... Uh, you're in agreement with me that he is someone that maybe is a bit of a sell high. Love to hear your opinion down in the comments section below. Last player here is a player who I love and, oh, I have not finished um, those rankings there because he is actually, where is my minus one ranking? He is 23rd in minus one. There we go. All right, so here's, yeah, so Derek White, 18th in nine category rankings, 68th in Yahoo points leagues. He is obviously a worse points league player, but still higher than I would expect him to finish the season. And 23rd in minus one ranking. He is doing that on the back of shooting an insane efficiently. He, he has missed the last couple of games, but obviously that has not been because of an injury. It has been for personal reasons. I believe he is out to... I want to say the birth of his child or something like that, but he is going to be back, I think, probably in the next game for the Boston Celtics. Averaging 16 points, 2.83s, 4 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.3 blocks, and here's the big one, shooting 64.7% from the field, 80% from the line. He is only getting a 16% usage on this team, which is down from the past three seasons. And whilst he is a... I would say he's an efficient scorer... I don't think he's going to be this efficient at all. So 64.7% from the field is his biggest positive right now for category leagues. And if we see that drop down to more like 46%, which is more like where I expect him to be, he's going to be someone that's probably scoring closer to sort of 11 points per game. Um, Those threes will go from 2.8 threes per game to maybe something like two threes per game. Uh, And again, he's a good defender, but he's never gone more than sort of 1.2, 1.3 steals per game. I do think the minutes rise here. So he's averaging basically 30 minutes. I think that that's sustainable. So last season, he averaged 0.7. The year before, he averaged 0.9. So I think he can hover around that one steal per game. But he's never been a huge steals numbers guy, um, despite being a really good defender. And again, 1.3 blocks. Even if that just scales back down to sort of 0.9 or 1, you're going to see his value come down a fair bit. He is similar in a way to a Tobias Harris, where his numbers look a lot better in nine category rankings. So I think that he is someone that... I've got him sort of around that 90-ish range for or, or top 100 range for minus one. But in nine category rankings, he's more likely to be sort of top 70, top 60. But I also don't think that that's a correct way to value someone in uh, category leagues. When it comes to points leagues in a Yahoo side, he does suffer a fair bit. And he's probably someone who's outside the top 120 um, in those formats compared to, uh, obviously, um, other formats where he is probably still a top 100 player. So in a Yahoo uh, points leagues, you can still get someone. I would take anyone who I expect to be a top 100, top 90 player moving forward for a Derek White. For a category league, I'd be looking for someone who's uh, comfortably sort of top 50, top 60. If I can get that for a Derek White, uh, I definitely would pull the trigger despite him doing very well. And a player that I really, really like, I think he's a really great player and he plays for my favorite team, the Celtics. He just will not return this value moving forward despite starting very, very good. 
All right, guys, that will bring us to the end of the uh, five sell-high players for this uh, start of the season. I'm going to be doing these probably every couple of weeks just to update you and continue to talk about players who are overperforming, underperforming every two weeks. Um, and in amongst that, we'll do some other shows later on tonight or another show, if you're catching up this later, will be a buy, sorry, a hold or fold show. So stay tuned for that one. And then after Wednesday night's 14-game slate, we will be reviewing all 14 games, which basically means... We're going to be talking about nearly every single team in the fantasy basketball landscape. So it'll be a good time for us to get a quick snapshot of every team and all the important news about all the players moving forward. It'll be a long show, but go and uh, check that one out, guys, after the Wednesday games as well. So thank you very much for checking out this podcast and this show today, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Give the video a big old thumbs up. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts where you're listening to and subscribe over there. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.